Man, I tell you what, with friends like, no, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, do, I do enjoy cooking. I'm, I'm probably not the best cook, but I do like to cook because uh, I like to eat. Amen? And uh, so I, tonight I want to talk about a little bit of, little bit of uh, cooking. And uh, I've got some different, <clears throat> some different things that we use to cook. And uh, we're going to talk about these first. But before you get ready to cook, come on, y'all, you've got to get prepared. You got to have the right equipment on. Come on, I got this from my nanny. So, anyway, <laughs> new people. Let me. No, I'm not gonna wear this thing. <laughs> Y'all like what kind of church is this? <laughs> oh, oh man. So tonight we're gonna talk about crockpot faith. Come on. Uh, we were going to talk about that this morning, but God said, nope, I am going to do my thing, and I'm so thankful, because that was just so good, man, that was fire, and, uh, you know, that's what, uh, we just, we love um, services like that, where everyone is in just one accord, and let me just, let me just share something with you, um, I have heard many um, testimonies from churches all over the place, uh, that the Holy Spirit moved powerfully in services all over the place, not just Louisiana, come on, all over the place this morning. And so uh, God is definitely moving, and that is definitely exciting. And so um, this morning, or this evening, uh, I just want to share with you uh, briefly about something, um, about, about crockpot faith. And so let me just explain what I've got here. I've got a frying pan. Uh, frying pans can be used for frying. Uh, hence the name frying pan. Uh, also, if someone's coming in your house late at night, come on, we ready. So anyway, but that look, look, this is fast. We were going to bring a grill out here too, and I was like, man, it's too dirty. I don't want to. I done brought a lawnmower out here the other day, and so I got to be careful with all what kind of stuff I'm bringing up in the sanctuary. So anyway, you want to cook something fast, or you want to burn the mess out of something? Come on, grab you a frying pan, and if you got a cast iron, you get bonus points. Come on, and so you could cook something super fast in this. And what is this right here? Come on, ramen noodles. We got a microwave. All right, and so microwave's great uh, if you're in a hurry. Come on, you want to cook something with a little bit of radiation. You're like, come on, I like radiation. It's good for me, right? Is that, that's not true? Okay, I'm sorry. Don't put that in your notes. And so you want to cook something fast, pop it in the microwave. Come on, it'll do it. But then, whoo, come on, this right here is anointed. Mm, mm. Because what happens, I don't know about y'all, but growing up Pentecostal, what would happen? Maybe, well, other people might do this too. I don't know. But my grandmother would put a big chunk of meat in one of these things. Or actually, she had a pot. She had, like a, she had a Dutch oven, which I should have got a Dutch oven. But she'd put a big hunk of meat in that. And then you'd come home from church, and mm, you thought you done died and went to heaven. Because you walk in that house, it comes out the door before you, even, before you even get in the door. Come on, you smell that beautiful smell. And so it's awesome. This thing's so cool. Man, you could put something in here. You could put a hunk of meat in here and push this button on the front. And it just does it for you. It slow cooks. Come on, how, how many of y'all like a good slow cook roast? Something like that. If you like to grill, if you like to smoke stuff, 
you, you, you get like a brisket. Come on, you don't throw a brisket on. Where's Terry at? You don't just throw that thing on there and grill it in 30 minutes, man. Uh-uh. That's called Goodyear tires. Come on. That's not what you want, all right? So you, want, you get a good brisket, man. You done paid $467 for it. Come on. You don't want to mess that thing up. That's why we don't cook brisket at our house, because I'm too afraid. Come on. Uh, listen. So you got to cook that thing slow so it's nice and tender and juicy. And there's something about slow cooking that's just good, right? Come on. Come on. And so what I'm doing tonight is I'm going to try to explain that waiting is hard, but it is worth it. Come on. In so many different areas of your life, waiting is hard. Waiting can be difficult. It can just, just stink to wait, especially if you've ever been broken down on I-30. Come on. You ever been on that thing? Man, and they've been working on it for like 40 years. And you just get, you, you get to a point where you can just turn your vehicle off, and you're going to be here a while. You're going to be waiting. Uh, and we don't like to wait. Come on. How many of you guys have smartphones? When you, when you look at it, it's got either a 5G or a 4G on the very top. Come on, that means that your data is going to be fast. And I remember when we didn't have mobile data. Come on, I remember when people had bag phones. And you weren't fixing to get on Facebook on a bag phone, all right? And so there was no mobile data. But now, if you try to look up something, maybe somebody tries to give you a fact, and you're like, no, I'm going to Google you, bro. And you try to look that up, and it takes more than five seconds to come up. You're getting mad. You're like, ah, why don't I have this, this, uh, this thing? So we don't like to wait. But oftentimes, the things that we have to wait for are the best things in our lives. Come on, let's, just th let, let's give some examples here. Um, when you have to wait, uh, a lot of people, especially young people, we're many young people that come on, talk to y'all a little bit tonight. A lot of young people don't want to wait for that special someone. And listen, and I was guilty of this. I was so worried, y'all. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to tell off on myself a little bit. Is that okay? Come on, it's Sunday night. <clears throat> I remember when I was like 12 years old, and I was just... I was not ready to wait, okay, and I thought I was ready to fall in love and get married, right? I was 12 years old, man. I was a grown man, right? And I remember I prayed the silliest prayer. I said, God, there was this little girl that came to church, and I thought she was so beautiful. And I said, Lord, if she's the one, please give me a sign. And God was like, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, anyway, waiting it's hard a lot of times, but it is often one of the most, oftentimes when you put in that wait time, the rewards make up for the hardness, the hardness of waiting. Come on. Uh, we don't like to wait. Uh, so let me give you this. Um, we want to do things fast, but oftentimes when we do things the fast way, we, we mess up. Come on. When we start to do things really quickly, we can mess up. And uh, so there's something about microwaves. <clears throat> um, when you microwave something, even when you fry it in a frying pan, when you cook something really, really fast, do you know what happens? The vitamins and a lot of the nutrients just get torn apart because the heat is intense. Come on, even boiling stuff. The heat is intense and it's fast. Come on. And it begins to tear things apart. But when you slow cook something, you, that still happens a little bit, but not quite as much. And so, I, you know, I was, I was looking at, I was thinking about what I was going to talk about tonight. And I thought, wow, God, come on. When we try to run through things, especially things that you are, are, 
having us wait for, and we try to run through, come on, we are doing the same thing. It may not be uh, vitamins and nutrients like what's in food, but come on, uh, the, the wisdom that we can get while we're waiting, come on, the knowledge that we can get while we're waiting, uh, experience that we get while, while God has us in waiting seasons. When we rush through things, come on, we tear all that into pieces, and it doesn't work out as good as it would if we would just hold on and wait. Come on, we can go all through. We're not, and we're not going to do this today, but you can go through the Bible, and you can find waiting people that are, are in waiting seasons, and sometimes they were okay with it. Sometimes they were frustrated with it. And listen, again, we're not going to try to hide from that fact that waiting is very frustrating sometimes. If you've been to the DMV, then waiting, you know that waiting can be very frustrating, all right? Okay, I went to the Shreveport DMV the other day, and I had an appointment, y'all, and I was like, man, Come on, I'm so excited. I walked in there. I was like, hello, my name is Mr. Law. I have an appointment. And they're like, okay, here's your number. I had an appointment to go in there and get a number. So I had to wait, man. I had to wait a long time. So listen, uh, God uses the wait. And waiting, although we don't want to do it a lot of times, it is good. Let's look at Isaiah 40 and 31. It says... Those who hope in the Lord, those who wait on the Lord, will renew their strength. Come on. And so maybe you've, you've said, God, I'm dealing with this situation, and I've been dealing with this for a long time. It's something you're struggling with, something that you're having to fight against, and, and maybe you're starting to get impatient, and you're starting to slow down in your, in your, uh, your faith. Don't let go. Hold on, because this is what this said. If you can wait on the Lord, if you have faith to wait on God, you will renew your strength. God, I'm going to wait on you. Here's, see, God, one of the coolest things about God is he is a God of hope. And so even in this, you're waiting. You're in a waiting season. There's still, God still says, hey, you have hope even in the middle of your wait because you will renew your strength. And so, um, waiting's hard. Uh, there are three stages of waiting I want to go over tonight. Um, the first is trust. When you are waiting, if you don't trust in what you're waiting on, if you don't believe in what you're waiting on, you're probably not going to stick around, right? Right? You're probably not going to stick around very long. If you don't think, hey, uh, if you've ever done Black Friday, you don't have to raise your hand because it's so silly. <laughs> and I remember we went to, where's, there you go, pa Pastor Daphne and I, I was what, I was like 12. We went to Black Friday one morning, woke up at like 4.30 a.m., went out there, stood in the stinking rain for a computer because we believe this computer is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Oh, my goodness. And we went through that experience. And then you know what? They, they didn't run out that day, and they kept the computer there at the same price. They had two of them left for like six months after Black Friday. We could have just went in there on any random Tuesday and got the thing. Uh, <laughs> but you've got to trust. Uh, if you don't trust in what you're waiting on, if you don't believe in what you're waiting on, if you don't believe that there's a result, you're going you're gonna to bounce. Um, at, at kids' camp, these kids will line up uh, for, the, for the slide and the blob, and they get impatient. They get impatient, and all of a sudden, they see one kid go off that blob and get sent to outer space, and they're like, whoa, 
this is totally worth it. And they sit there for 30 minutes in that line. Uh, Jeremiah 17, uh, 7 says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Uh, listen, we, we know that oftentimes when the Bible speaks about blessing, uh, the word blessing or the word blessed could be equated with the word peace. And so, you know, maybe today as we're, as we're waiting, maybe some of us are in waiting situations and you're getting frustrated, when you begin to trust, on, and trust in God, when you begin to trust in God's power, peace overflows. Come on, somebody. Uh, when we trust in God, peace overflows. And not only does peace overflow, but peace overcomes. Come on, somebody. And so you might be freaked out and you might be saying, man, I'm so tired of being where I'm at. And God, I, I, honestly, I trust you, but I'm getting a little frustrated when, uh, or, or I'm, I'm beginning to lose faith here. When you take a step back, come on, and you lean back on God and not on what we know. Because when, when we lean on our understanding, we get really worried about things. Come on. When we lean on our understanding, we start to freak out. But we lean, when we lean on God and we put our full trust in him and his ability, faith overflows and faith overcomes. Uh, Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Come on. Trust in God. God, trust in him, have faith in him, even in the middle of a wait. Come on, even in the middle, it feels like you're stuck off in a desert. Come on, and you've just been waiting, and you just, uh, a lot of times we feel like God's not speaking, and uh, we feel like God is, is quiet. And you know what? Those are times when you've got to really focus in and we've been talking about prayer a lot lately at Community Church. And those times when you feel like the voice of God is silent, that's when your prayer life has got to be on point. Come on. That's when your prayers, when you are, uh, when you're stuck and you feel like, man, I'm just, I, I, I'm not progressing any. And I feel like I'm going to start to regress, to go backwards. That's when your prayer life has got to be on point. Because when we pray, come on, we focus in. You focus in on those things. You ever think about that? Prayer is the opposite of meditation. A lot of people that do Eastern religions and all those things, they want to talk about meditation where you clear your mind and you have nothing in your mind. And somebody else said, well, that's, bro, that's you on Monday. No, listen, clear your mind. Prayer is the opposite. Prayer is where you dial in and you focus and you remember the goodness of God and the promises of God. Come on, and you focus. And that's why people that pray a lot oftentimes overcome things that people who do not pray about, come on, uh, that, that do not pray a lot, don't do. That's why people that pray a lot, that have very healthy prayer lives, can hit goals that people who are not praying don't hit those goals because their faith is, is built. Come on, their focus is dialed in. Come on, that's why prayer is important. And so the second thing, when we're waiting, um, the first thing is trust. A firm belief in the integrity, ability, or character of a person or thing. Come on. We believe, God, I believe in you. I trust you. And if you've got me waiting for right now, I know it's for a reason. The second thing is letting go. 
Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Come on. Ooh, I could keep going. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. That's a little extra. Proverbs is so good, y'all. Listen, when we do that, and I kind of got, got a little bit ahead of myself there. When, when we do that, when we let go, and let God begin to move, come on, good things happen. And so you, this is what you have to do. Um, a lot of us want to fight against the weight. Come on, we want to find a way to make this go faster. When we were on the way back from, from Florida a couple weeks uh, it was so funny. We're, we're driving, and anybody use Waze? I love Waze. It's a navigational app. But if you're looking at Waze, if you've got that thing going and you're going on the road, you look up, it will tell you when you're about to hit some major traffic. Okay? And I look down, and we're on I-10 coming through Pensacola, Florida, and I see nothing but red. And I'm like, uh-uh, not today, Satan. And I just, where's Chastity? I'm so sorry. Chastity was following me, and I'm just like, and I turn, and we take an exit, and uh, there was a 25-minute delay ahead of us. We took the exit. Jason's in the back of sleep. He's like, Wah! that's why you don't go to sleep when Pastor's driving. You need to be praying, not sleeping. Come on. All right? Put the, write that down. No. Listen, so, so I got off, and we went through town. And the reason I did that is because I didn't want to lose that 25 minutes. I didn't want to wait. Come on. And so you fight against the weight. You fight against the weight. Man, my wife is so strong. And all you ladies that have had babies, come on. You guys, we just don't know what it's all about. Guys, bro, we get a cold. And we're like, uh, uh. And, and your wife comes in and she's like, what's the matter with you? And you're like, oh, I need DayQuil. <laughs> so when we had Juju, she was in labor 26, 26, that's a, that's a day. And I'm sitting over there. I'm going to tell off on myself. This is full disclosure night at Community Church. Man, I'm sitting over there and... And we didn't have, I, we had some snacks, but she couldn't eat. And so I felt like it's wrong if I eat in front of her. And so, where's Donna? Hey, Donna. And so Donna and Claude, in their goodness, had sent some, what do you call it, Christmas trash? It's like, it's like you know what I'm talking about. It's like pretzels and stuff. And Brittany, when she would be asleep, I'd be over there. <laughs> and she'd wake up and she'd be like, mm, are you okay? And I'd be like, are you Okay. <laughs> and so, because the weight was killing me, man. And so, waiting is, is so hard. Yeah, it was, it was hard on me. Uh, but she, man, just, I, I couldn't believe it, y'all. I, I don't have words for it. I don't have words for, for how tough she was getting through that. But waiting just stinks. And so, what do you have to do? The second stage of waiting is letting go. God, I know you've got me here for a reason. I know I'm waiting for a reason, and I trust you. I trust you, and I'm letting go. I'm not going to try to fight my way through this. I'm not going to try to take shortcuts. I'm going to let go, let you do your thing, embrace this, embrace this weight, and grow because oftentimes that's what the weight is all about, 
It's about growth. Come on, there's a verse in Isaiah that I love, and it talks about the choice arrow that is used by the archer. Listen, if you do archery, where's Zach at? My man, Zach, y'all need to watch this kid do archery. He just, bah, he looks like Robin Hood. But Zach, what happens, man, if you get an arrow and it's crooked, what happens? It ain't going to go where you want it to go, right? And so that's what God does, y'all. He's a refiner. God's so good. He's a refiner. And so God takes a mess, and he begins to rebuild and to refit, come on, and to fix. Mm. That's what the weight is all about. And until you let go, that, that rebuilding, I'm afraid, is not going to happen in your life. It's not going to happen in your heart. Because you're too busy fighting against the weight instead of settling down and letting God do what he's trying to do. And the third thing, when we trust, when we let go and lean not on our own understanding, but church family, we lean on the understanding that God is good and that his ways are above our ways. Come on. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. When we lean on those things, the peace comes. And this is the last stage of the wait before you begin to move to the next thing. Peace comes. Philippians 4, verse 4 through 7 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Come on, it's a lot of people that are so anxious about things that they can hardly even function. God does not want that for your life. Can I say that tonight? God does not want that for your life. God's plan for you is not for you to be freaking out all day long, every day, panicking. Man, I saw something last night, and it, 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 it scared me a little bit. It was, a, it was two people, experts, talking about <clears throat> something that, that, that they were giving a prediction about some global things happening over the next couple of years. It kind of bothered me a little bit because I thought, man, I don't want my children to go through hardship. But let me tell you something. We can't live like that. Or you can live like that, but I don't know, I don't know what kind of life that is when you're just walking in, in anxiousness all the time. That's not what God wants for you. Listen, peace equates preparedness. Come on. Peace is being prepared. Come on. How many of you, your dad ever got on to you because he got in your car and there were lights on on the dashboard? Brittany's dad... If he, gets, if he looks in the window of her car and a, the tire light is on, he's like, nobody move! <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, calm down! And he's like, the tire light's on, man. Listen, we know about the tire. The tire blew up on, I, on I-10. It was all right. God protected us. <laughs> peace equals preparedness. When you're prepared, you have peace. Come on, and that's what this weight is doing. Could you imagine if you went into... Uh, a consultation, you're going to have surgery, and the surgeon came in. Surgeons come in, and they're just like, 
they've got it going on, right? And they come in with confidence. Could you imagine if you're getting ready to have surgery and a surgeon walked in, they were like, hey, listen, we're, listen, hey, hey, ah, and you're like, well, what, are you, are, do you feel good about this? And they were like, I mean, if they're doing that, you're going to be calling somebody else, right? You're going to go to a different hospital. Come on. And so you want peace because peace equates preparedness. Somebody that's prepared is peaceful. Y'all, let me just share something with you. If you've ever been around somebody that was, and this might be a little personal, come on, and I'm not trying to get up in your feelings, but if you've seen this happen, you've seen this happen. When someone who knows Jesus is getting ready to meet him, there is a peace. In the work I do outside of the church, I go to a lot of funerals. If you know, you know. And there are two types of families. There are families that have a peace that transcends humanly understanding, and there are families that don't. And that peace comes from a relationship with Jesus. And families that have that peace they're upset when they have to say goodbye. But they know that maybe goodbye is not the best word. Maybe see you later is. Because the word tells us that we get to have great reunions. Come on. But the other families, they don't have that peace that surpasses understanding. And they, they're afraid and they're worried. And family... When you're prepared, you have peace. When you have peace, that means that you're prepared. And so the final stage of wait is peace. And maybe tonight, as I close, God, you're so good. You know, this morning, there was a theme that connected a lot of what we did, and that was repair. That was restoration. When I invited everyone to come down. I said, if you're dealing with something that's broken right now, I know someone that can fix those things. And I believe a lot of things got fixed this morning. But I believe a lot of things got fixed. Maybe some of us are leaning into trust. Maybe some of us are letting go and, and realizing that God's trying to build us, that God's trying to mold us into what he needs, what he wants us to be. And now it's time for peace. And so I hope tonight, if that's you, if you've been wondering, if you've been saying, God, I don't know, I don't know what my next step is, and I'm waiting, and I'm, I feel like I'm just in a washing machine, just going around and around, I hope that tonight those three points, those three stages of wait made sense to you and that you can step into peace. <clears throat> because when we have peace, we know. I love, I love Peter, man. And I'm going to close with this. But Peter, absolutely one of my favorite, probably my favorite, my favorite person from the, from the Bible. And if you know the end of Peter's story, Peter was in a, in a place that was mad, they were angry. Christians were being martyred, and Peter began to leave. Leave. 
And there was no, he was leaving. I'm sure that Peter was frustrated. We know his, we, we kind of know Peter's personality. I'm sure he was frustrated. I'm sure he was disappointed. And as Peter began to leave, he saw a vision of Jesus going back. And Peter went back. And I know that there was a peace that overcame him because Peter was killed there. Peter was martyred in that place. And listen, family, when we accept that God is good and that God's got this and that God's got a plan, that peace that surpasses understanding, come on, it flows freely and it begins to overcome. Would you stand with me tonight? I just want to pray a blessing over you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Come on, for, for being part of this big family. Man, God just showed up this morning, and I'm so thankful. Father God, thank you for this group of people. God, I thank you for the opportunity to just speak to them. God, to share what you've put on my heart. And I just pray, God, that if there are some of us that are dealing with that weight, God, we, we, we're, we're struggling with what our next step is. We're struggling with what you, your plan is, God. God, I want you to remind us that, God, we're created for 